0: Psalm 23, the Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake, even though I walk through the darkest valley. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is the word of the Lord. So often, Lord, I am a hamster on a treadmill, going round and round incessantly and getting nowhere. At least the hamster can get off and curl up in a corner of his cage. But when he does, he finds he's back where he began, no progress made. I know the feeling. Running to stand still, my energy burnt up. And in the busyness, no time for you. I don't think that's your will for me. For any of us come to that. Even you, Lord, rested on the Sabbath day. Give me the grace to pause. Take breath and reassess just where I am. Find time to hear your voice in quiet. I know there's so much to be done, but earth will not implode if I sit down and rest. God has designed us to rest. And yet so often we are that hamster on a wheel, going round and round and round and seemingly not achieving very much. Just for a couple of moments, turn to the person next to you. Does that sound like your life or not? So have we got some hamsters? Who's willing to own up? Who is a hamster going round and round from time to time? Not always. But who finds themselves on the hamster's wheel? Is that a common feeling? Absolutely. We know that that's not quite how we are meant to be. And so we're going to spend some time today looking at just a few words in Psalm 23. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. Wonderful words, we love to hear them. And we soak them up and think, yes, Lord, please. Please lead me to green pastures. Please lead me beside quiet waters. And yet it's so hard sometimes just to find that sense of peace and of rest. Green pastures in Judea were not the norm. So this is a landscape that is not lush, and green. I would say like normal, like our landscape, but our landscape is not looking particularly lush and green at the moment. But normally, in a British summer, we have that sense of lushness. We have full rivers. We have green grass. And that sense of rest and refreshment is quite an obvious thing to, to relate to when we see it around us. But in Judea, the psalmist is speaking into a dry and arid situation. If there is um, green pasture on the hills around Bethlehem, that's because of the work of a shepherd. Because those hills around Bethlehem where David worked as a shepherd were dry and barren. So a green pasture was the result of the shepherd having cleared the rough and rocky land, irrigated and cultivated the land. And the shepherd does that because the sheep needs it. So it's not a natural thing that is made. The shepherd has to do the work for the sheep to find the place of rest and refreshment. And if we look at this psalm, we see again where the emphasis lies So we've started, the Lord is my shepherd. So when he's talking about he, he's talking about the Lord. The Lord makes me lie down in green pastures. The Lord leads me beside quiet waters. And I think in our self-sufficient society, we've lost the fact of needing to be led because actually we know what to do. And there's a sense in which actually we do know what to do and we still don't do it. We know we need rest and refreshment in our lives. We know we need to get more sleep, exercise regularly, eat the right sorts of food, spend time in fun things, spend time with loved ones, spend time in nature, spend time pursuing hobbies. It's not that we don't know what to do, and yet, and yet, we can still find ourselves as the hamster on the wheel, tearing around, tearing around. Why do we need to rest? We need to rest in order to find refreshment in God. Rest from exhaustion is different from rest in God. Sometimes the rest that we experience is as a result of running ourselves ragged so much. Our bodies are crying out and the only thing we can do is stop because there's nothing left to give out. That isn't the rest that God is talking about. He's talking about rest and refreshment. Peace, rest, a place where we can be who we are, a place where we can meet with God and hear his voice, where we shut out all the noises of the world around us and we can find that restoration in God. And it is the role of the shepherd to take the sheep to those places. We don't have to do it on our own. And I think part of our struggle in finding rest is that we feel we've need, we need to do it all on our own. It's another job to do. I have my to-do list and at the bottom is find rest. And I've got to do that as well. And it doesn't work. It doesn't work. The shepherd takes the lead and the sheep follow. And the whole emphasis of this psalm is that we are like sheep. We don't like to think of ourselves as sheep as I said last week but we're helpless, we're defenseless, we need a shepherd. And the sooner we realize that we can't do it on our own, the sooner we turn to the shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. He leads me to those places of restoration. And the shepherd, the Lord, has given us all the evidence we need of what we need to do to rest. He's given us the Sabbath, Exodus 20, we're in the middle of the giving of the Ten Commandments. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall do not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your manservant or maidservant, nor your animals, nor the alien or the stranger within the gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. It's the longest commandment out of the ten commandments. Some of them are just four words, you shall not murder. Because he didn't need to explain that. Because there's a sense within us that knows you don't murder. But actually, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. That's the commandment. But God carries on to explain why it's a commandment. And why he's designed us, as he is, to live with this rhythm of Sabbath. He must have known that we needed that explanation. He must have known that we would live forgetting that principle of Sabbath. Now, what does Sabbath look like? That will look like different things to different people. If you had grown up on one of the islands on Scotland... You weren't allowed television. You weren't allowed to read anything worldly. You went to church and spent about 10 hours in church. Whether that's Sabbath or not, I don't know. The Jewish communities have different ways of understanding Sabbath. But the principle is on six days, God worked. And on the seventh day, he rested. He sets the model for us. He sets the model of that need for rest. And if we look at how the creation story comes about, God makes the world. He then creates the Sabbath day. He creates man, he creates the Sabbath day, and then man and woman work. We're designed to work from a place of Sabbath, from a place of rest, rather than resting from a place of work. The priority in the order of creation was rest, And then humankind began to work. I rest from work rather than work from rest. And there's something about changing our way of thinking because God has designed us in such a way. So we have a commandment from God that tells us how we ought to live. And then we have the example of Jesus. Jesus is our shepherd. And one example, Mark 6 Verses 45 and 46. Immediately, and Jesus has just fed the 5,000, so he is pretty exhausted at this point. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. After leaving them, he went up on a mountainside to pray. And we have the example of Jesus taking time out, creating space, To be on his own with his heavenly Father. We don't need any more example than Jesus to see what we need to find in our lives. Rest that leads to refreshment, not collapsing from a state of exhaustion. Because in that place of refreshment, we're close to God, we're able to hear his voice in our lives. And that is the greatest source of rest and refreshment. I can do all sorts of lovely things. Fill my life with hobbies. Fill my life with relaxing exercises. Lie on a beach from time to time. But the the greatest place of refreshment is to be in a place where I'm close to God and I'm able to hear His voice. That's the greatest place of rest. That sense of just complete intimacy with God. And how often do I make that space or find that space? Not as often as I need to. But if I turn to the shepherd and say, I am a sheep, I can't do this, he will lead me. He will lead me to those places if I hear his voice. If I choose to listen to other voices, I'll be off in different directions. But if I follow the voice of the heavenly father, of the shepherd, he will lead me and take me there. We've just sung, Dear Lord and Father of Mankind. And there's a phrase in that that's just so beautiful. Drop thy still dews of quietness till all our strivings cease. How much we long for that. Every single one of us. We long for that place of quiet till all our strivings cease. What a lovely image. God the Father carelessly letting drops of quietness fall until we stop striving and take notice of him. God is interested in and cares about our strivings. But he also cares enough about us to drop his quietness onto our strivings. Not just once, but repeatedly. Until our strivings cease. I love that drops of quietness. refreshing as the rain today, I mean, it's more than just drops today. But that sense of the needing the rain, the needing the drops of quietness. Jesus told his disciples not to worry about what to eat or what to wear. God clothes the lilies of the fields and gives food to the ravens who do not store up food in barns. So the God who loves us more than the birds or the flowers will not let us go hungry or be without clothes to wear. Instead, we should strive for the kingdom. He calls us to concentrate on serving him rather than ourselves. For those of us who naturally worry, this is a difficult passage. But imagine, imagine not having to strive, simply to allow God's dews of quietness to fall and to bring peace where there was striving. What we need to do is to become aware of these drops and to concentrate on them instead of on our worries. How might you do that? You might watch a gently dripping tap. And instead of worrying about calling the plumber, just concentrate on the dripping. Concentrate on the rhythm of the water. Let the movement and the regularity take over as you watch and see those drops forming and falling and landing. Become focused on the water until all your strivings cease. Or take a handful of dry sand Allow it just to fall from your fingers. Watch it as it gently drops and builds up on falling. Feel the freedom of the grains and the space between them. Or watch some petals or dried leaves or seeds gently blowing in the wind. Watch them rise and fall and follow them on their aimless journey. Whichever you choose, watch carefully. Feel the freedom and the openness of the falling. Allow yourself to become involved in the action. And allow the action to take over from your strivings. Then accept the peace God has given you as you join with the falling. Receive this gift from him. God longs just to drop his quietness upon us. To offer us places of rest and refreshment. That quietness is dropping. The problem is we don't always notice it. And how can we learn to stop and see what God is pouring over us? Because he knows what we need and he longs to meet us in those places. Drop thy soul, dews of quietness, till all our strivings cease. Come away, take time aside, rest and find refreshment. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me beside green pastures. He leads me to quiet waters. And in those places we find rest and refreshment. Lord, help me make a quiet place. A space where you and I can meet at peace. Where I can sit and wait and listen. A calm where loving eyes can meet and interlock. Not frantic in haste. A brief hand wave from passing cars. But in the slow contentment of two friends together. Maybe no need even to speak the words, I love you. You know I love you. Because I give you time. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. Heavenly Father, we crave your rest and refreshment. And in our hamster treadmill busy lives, lead us out. And may we see where your drops of quietness are already dropping. We don't have to wait for them to drop, you already drop them. Help us to notice them. Open our eyes to see and our ears to hear, and lead us. Amen. Let's take a moment and then we'll stand to sing.